Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. The liquidity is that of the underlying market. So ultimately, mm-hmm. if it's a small cap product in a thinly traded market, and you're trying to do a huge amount of volume in that market, then there are times when you will be impacting the underlying price. But for the most part, it really makes very little difference. This is the How to Trade Stocks Options Podcast, brought to you by 10MinuteStockTrader.com, where we cover finance, stocks, options, entrepreneurship, education, and money. And here's your host, voted one of the top 100 people in finance, Christopher Ewell. If you're looking to create a bulletproof trading plan, then you need to get the Bullish Power Cheat Sheet. This holds the secrets that you've been looking for. You can get it completely for free at 10MinuteStockTrader.com. Be sure to like, subscribe, and watch all of our past episodes. Hey there, traders. Welcome back to today's How to Trade Stocks Options podcast. Today, we have a special guest online, Will Rhine. Now, Will is an 18-year veteran of the ETF industry with experience working at, building, and running well-established ETF businesses. And he is currently working with Granite Shares. Now, Will, I am super excited to learn more about you and what your company does. Thank you so much for coming on the line today. No problem, Chris. Thanks for having me. Great to be for here. For sure. So, so Will, if you could, tell me a little bit about uh, Granite Shares. I am incredibly interested in what you do running an ETF, because I trade ETFs, but I don't know about the other side of the coin. How does all that work? Yes, Granite Shares is an ETF issuer. So we're an asset manager, but we just specialize in the creation and management of ETFs. So we don't do mutual funds, we don't do hedge funds, we don't do any other type of fund, just ETFs. And we have an array of products um, listed here in the United States on different exchanges, and then also in Europe where we're on uh, every major exchange in the European market as well. So purely focused on issuing and managing ETFs. So how do you, so for example, let's say I'm a trader and I wanna buy into one of your ETFs. What what is one of the names of your ETFs? So we have a number of different products. Um, BAR, B-A-R would be uh, the largest one we have. And that's about okay. a billion dollars. Um, that's purely gold. So literally physical bars of gold. Think of that in a vault. Um, and so that is the ticker. And you can access that. Just track the spot price of gold up and down. Okay, cool. Now this one, I'm actually, I'm glad you brought this one up. So so imagine I'm an investor and I want to invest in gold. And I do so through the bar ETF. So yep. does the bar ETF track on a percentage terms uh, the, the spot price of gold? Or how does that work? Yep, exactly right. So literally, because we only own bars of gold, we literally take, think of it almost like a warehouse, right? So we take bars of gold in as people buy the fund. We issue the ETF shares, think of them almost like as warehouse receipts, if you want. Um, and then you own those shares. That represents your holding of gold that's sitting in the warehouse. And therefore, the value of that just goes up or down according to, to the price of it in the open market. Um, so it's very simple product. Uh, but does exactly what it says on the tin. Just tracks the price of gold in percentage terms. So if gold goes up 10%, it's going to go up 10%. Okay. So now I have to ask a follow-up question. So myself being a trader, let's say you're you're flooded with liquidity. You're flooded with people buying uh, this particular bar. You're g- getting tons of interest, tons of shares coming through on that. Yet the price of gold 
is not moving significantly at any point. How does all that correlate to where the market price of your ETF is not starting to be influenced by the number of participants trading that versus the bars of gold that are underlying it? Well, it's kind of in a way, Chris, that's the beauty of the ETF structure. So that's really like the secret source to any ETF. And ETFs are completely open-ended, which means that there's not a fixed supply of shares uh, available and you can create shares on demand according to whatever demand you have and therefore you can increase the supply. So that's what we call creation or creation and redemption technically because it works exactly the same if you want to redeem or if you want to cancel shares. But think of it as being completely able to expand and contract according to supply and demand. So if you have a ton of demand for the ETF shares, then the net at the end of every day um, will be either an order to buy gold or sell gold. And that will cause authorized participants or traders to buy gold, uh, deposit that or sell it and deposit it in the vault. But it's only going to influence the price of the actual gold if it's big enough to influence the underlying market. So in other words, the liquidity that you see in any ETF, given the amount of shares that trade on the screen, etc., has no bearing on the, in, the underlying market um, in of itself, other than if the actual size of those orders influences the underlying market um, itself. Wow, you just taught me something. Okay, so for example, like the SPY ETF, which tracks the S&P 500, would function in a similar way to that, where there's not like a capped number of shares, but you're you're almost like diluting and undiluting, I guess you could say, to to match the approximate move in gold. Am I am I understanding yeah. that correctly? Well, think of it think of it as like a, if you think of the opposite of an ETF, which would be a closed end fund. Mm-hmm. So closed end funds, they have a fixed supply of shares, mm-hmm. outstanding, or even like a stock, right? Yeah. So the reason why liquidity is so important for a stock is that the average trading volume really makes a big difference because that is the signal of liquidity uh, in that particular stock or closed end fund, exactly the same thing. So you can't go and create more shares available if you have a big order that's say 10 times, 20 times, 100 times the average daily volume in that particular name. Whereas you can do that with ETFs and that's really why ETFs have um, this great thing called the arbitrage mechanism. And that's why when you're talking about gold or whether you're talking about the SPY, any of these ETFs, the reason why they don't deviate from their underlying, in other words, not premium or a discount underlying in the same way as you'd find with, say, a closed-end fund is because of that ability to create new supply whenever it's needed. Wow. I had no idea whatsoever that it worked like that. That is so interesting. Thank you, Will, for explaining that to me. <laughs> and thank you for explaining in uh, simple terms. <laughs> that's how I need it. That's right. But yeah, no, that, that, I mean, that's one of the huge advantages is that um, really the only thing people have to think about is you know, when, when you sometimes can get um, instances where you know, the traders can influence you know, the underlying markets where you have a small or a thinly traded market. There's no different in, in terms of um, you know, whether it's a stock, a thinly traded stock, et cetera, it's the liquidity is that of the underlying market. So ultimately, mm-hmm. if it's a, you know, a small cap product in a thinly traded market and you're trying to do a huge amount of volume uh, in that market, then there are times when you will be uh, impacting the underlying price. But for the most part, um, it really makes, makes very little difference. Gotcha. So what are some of the other products that you have besides a bar? 
Well, we do, there's roughly kind of four things we do the business. So commodities, you know, gold, that's our flagship. We just mentioned bar. We have a broad commodity strategy that invests in commodity futures. Think of it as like the S&P 500, you know, for the commodity world. Mm, that's okay. COMB or COMB uh, is the ticker. And then we have a similar product to, to gold, uh, which is platinum, and that's PLTM is the ticker. And then moving outside of commodities, we have a very high income product. Um, the ticker is HIPS, H-I-P-S, and that invests in a class of securities called pass-through securities. They don't pay corporation taxes. You get a very high yield, currently around 10% per annum. Um, and then we have a large cap equity product uh, called X-Out, where the idea is to exclude losing stocks as opposed to try and pick winners. So think of it as um, kind of X out the losers type strategy uh, for long-term investing success. And then we have a suite, which, which you might be interested in, the suite of um, leveraged single stock ETFs. So they're ETFs that provide leverage exposure to popular companies. Oh, I didn't even know they existed. Like, yeah, I, I like had known Tesla. about like triple leveraged, you know, oil and triple leveraged uh, QQQ, like TQQQ or things like that. I didn't know that that existed on individual stocks. It does. The, the leverage factor, what we call is like the actual number. So, you know, three times or two times or is not as high, but nevertheless, it works exactly the same way. So we have, um, you know, for example, TS. LL, which is our leverage Tesla, so it's 1.25 times leverage on Tesla. And then something like Conl, a C-O-N-L, which is a leverage exposure to Coinbase, and that's 1.5 times um, leverage. And we have a short Tesla as well, um, TSLI, um, but they're all giving you the same, it's all the same idea, giving you leverage exposure to popular stocks. Wow, and I can imagine that there's a lot of interest in that those those particular. Uh, there's a lot because if you think about um, you know the ways that you know, people have to to get leverage, you know ETFs one are, are incredibly popular, but the leverage is prepackaged in the product, so you buy that product and the leverage everything is already in it, so you don't have to deal with margin calls um, or anything else that you do with traditional leverage that you'd be using, say, if you uh, went and just leveraged the stock position as well. Costs mm -hmm. are also a lot less expensive um, than using a margin account you know, or mar margin your brokerage account. Um, plus, obviously, you have the ability to hold the position, unlike, say, you know, the huge popularity in some of the short, they're really short-dated options. Mm -hmm. um, that's just a binary bet and they expire, you know, within 24 hours and you either made money or lost money and the vast majority of people you know, lose money. Yeah. Um, so it's... <laughs> It, it, it's, it's a really interesting product, but yeah, exactly right. It's an extension of what you already know, which is you have leveraged ETFs on commodities, on stock indices. Now it's just getting a lot more targeted and providing people with the ability to get leverage on stocks like Tesla and Coinbase, Alibaba, et cetera, et cetera. Wow, this is so cool. I'm so glad we're having this conversation so I can learn more yeah. about this. Uh, we have a question from one of the traders. Brian asks, is there any plans to add crypto crypto? And how do you decide on a new ETF? And also, he, he knows very well about TSLL, it sounds like. Great. Well, it's actually interesting because um, I'm not sure, Brian, if you know the, the history, but there's been a very long... At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible complex specialty care that cares about your ROI. It's possible. 
because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply long and tortuous history behind getting crypto ETFs in the US. Long story short, we tried to launch um, crypto ETFs way back in the day, um, but it was rejected by the SEC. And nobody's been able to launch one. Um, they've all been rejected uh, up until this point. The only products that have been allowed are products that reference underlying Bitcoin futures. So you can only get Bitcoin and only in the futures market where there's some inefficiencies involved in that. So we haven't launched anything. And one of the reasons behind launching Cornell, C-O-N-L, which is our 1.5 times levered Coinbase, was to try and address this problem that people in the ETF space can't get leveraged to crypto um, because there's no underlying leveraged crypto ETF, even in Bitcoin. So it was one way to kind of address that problem, which you know people Investors like Brian, you know, have been coming to us with, you know, for a long time, which is, you know, I love, I love crypto, but there's no real way to, to get leverage on it. It would be great if there was a, an ETF that did that. And so while obviously Coinbase itself um, is kind of a proxy for the industry, um, that, that's the logic behind it, that it gives you that proxy and gives you it in an ETF form where you can't do it in the underlying in an ETF. Gotcha. Well, great question, Brian. I'm glad you asked that. So what do you... Um... Now that you're, you're, you've told us about your company and we've seen, you know, 2020, the meteoric rise of 2020, followed by nearly just as vertical of a rise in 2021. And then 2022, investors realized what risk actually was. And now in 2023, we're just doing analysis today and saw that for the last 72 days, the stock market has moved less than one percentage point. So it's choppy markets out there in 2023. What are you seeing or, or what are you guys looking at over at uh, Granite Shares for 2023? I, I think that, you know, something we're focused on the leveraged single stock space. That's the latest, you know, thing that we've really been involved in. So we launched the first products, you know, in August of last year and followed up with some more towards the end of last year. And I think kind of the rationale for that is exactly to your point, Chris, is that you know, this market is not necessarily, I mean, clearly for long-term, people are into the long-term, then the market always is a, is a long-term, you know, buy and hold opportunity, really, for anybody with the right time horizon. But what we're obviously seeing, on the other hand, is these kind of much more short-term opportunities where you're getting a lot of volatility in the market, and therefore people want to look at shorter-term opportunities as opposed to just buying and holding, you know, for, for multiple years. And so, that's why we've seen quite a lot of interest in, in things like leveraged single stocks. And we've been doing that business in Europe for a number of years. We have a lot of interest in it there. And so I think as people try to recalibrate all the news, you know, we, could, we went from you know, clearly at a very high macro level, zero interest rate, zero inflation environment to high interest rate, high inflation environment, and all of the repricing um, that is the knock-on effect of that in the market, the repricing that is still ongoing as people figure out, or try and figure out you know, where interest rate go next and where inflation goes next, you know, that just leads to this choppy environment, which, you know, is much more conducive, I think, to shorter term um, investing than 
you know, what we've perhaps seen in the past. Yeah, it's been very, very brutal out there for a lot of people. You know, you came off of 2020, 2021, when everybody thought they were a genius. And I just keep hearing these horror stories. In fact, I just saw one yesterday where somebody was talking about how they borrowed half a million dollars from their friends and family, guaranteeing them 10% returns forever, which, of course, they were going to profit uh, and keep the difference, right? Uh, And, of course, they've basically lost all that. Now they're trying to figure out how they're going to pay their friends and family back. And the the market... Uh, it, what, what do they say? You know, um, it, it humbles everybody. And as soon as you think that you know everything, it's going to come and, and put you right in your place. And, you know, being that you are in the, in the, in the ETF industry and you can see it every single day, I'm sure that, um, your products get a lot more interest these days when people are trying to find a little bit smoother path than just buying Tesla outright. Would you would you say that the volume has picked up or when would you say the volume has uh, has peaked recently? I'm, I'm, I am curious about that. I would say 100% since the beginning of this year, um, volume has picked up significantly. Now, obviously that coincided massively with the run in risk assets as mm-hmm. you know people kind of put positioning uh, much more in favor of risk um, with the view that inflation is coming down, rates have peaked. So... Literally, almost to the day, um, to the beginning of this year, you know, volume has picked up and it massively accelerated around, you know, the first sort of Fed meeting. Mm. Um, you know, the back half of last year, things were a lot slower. Clearly, people were very negative um, on the markets. Uh, there was just not a lot of activity going on. I think you've seen that, you know, not just from our ETF range, but clearly there's the market as a whole. You know, volume is a lot higher um, the beginning of this year than it has been, has been certainly in the second half of last year. Um, but I think, you know, again, it comes down to, to what are people focused on? And because we offer slightly different things, so obviously leveraged products get a huge amount of volume um, because they're much more short-term by definition. Mm-hmm. People are trying to take advantage of, you know, movements around, could be around earnings, it could be just around specific pieces of, of news, could be around specific technical patterns um, versus something like commodities, or even income where we have people who just need to make that um, consistent monthly income and therefore it's part of a retirement portfolio or whatever where um, people are just literally harvesting those um, distributions every month. Okay, so I have to ask. The the idea of having especially a, a Tesla-related ETF with leverage, have you had the opportunity to split or reverse split either of these products? <laughs> Not yet, no. Okay. Um, but we have in Europe. Um, we've had to because clearly, depending on which side it is, you know whether you're in a sort of period of where the market's declining, um, or the stock price, I should say, for that given stock's declining or it's going up, um, you'll get to a position by definition where you'll have to split or reverse mm. split. Um, yeah, and that's why I ask, especially yeah. since Tesla's come off like seventy something percent from its highs. Okay, I was hoping you would say yes, so I could ask, you know, if there was like a. Any, any horror stories, but now now I am going to ask, do you have any stories in your past of something that just went like completely sideways, not what you expected? Um, well, we have, we have, I suppose there are quite a few examples. Um, and, you know, again, because you're providing leverage on an underlying stock, in some respects, the product is quite simple. In other words, it just mirrors mm-hmm. what the underlying stock's doing, albeit with leverage. So you can imagine, I'm talking obviously in these particular examples the things that have happened in Europe because we've been running that business for longer um, than we have in the US and we have a higher level of leverage um, over there than we do here. But 
you know, think of a situation with any company where you're, in the case of Europe, most of our products are three times levered. So if you're down in a day, you know, more than 33%, you know, that's a total loss. Um, and so we've had situations, we have a um, stop loss mechanism uh, in those products to try and mitigate that. Mm-hmm. But we clearly had situations where companies have lost more than you know thirty three percent in a day. Yeah, um, wow. or you've been on the wrong side of the wrong side of that if you're short and they've had a massive earnings surprise, um, or a massive upside surprise, as some you know some companies have done over the last couple of years. Um, then that's resulted in either a total loss, uh, the underlying security, or or a near loss uh, in the security. So you get things like that. Corporate actions as well, obviously, sometimes can influence the price. Um, you know, when people, you know, don't expect it. So there's a lot of things, but ultimately it comes down to the underlying stock itself. Mm -hmm. And, you know, the the ETF is just the wrapper um, that allows you to to express either a long or a short view. So you mentioned earlier that you have some other commodity ETFs. Do you have an oil ETF? We don't have oil specifically. We don't have an individual one. There are are some oil ETFs already out there that are like USO, for example, very well established. It's difficult to compete sometimes against those. I was going to ask because, you know, when oil went to zero and slash negative or whatever it did on that one day a couple uh, a year or so ago, I was going to ask, what did y'all do? How did that work? But I guess we don't have to worry about that question. Yeah, we, we don't have it. But I can tell you that the way that um, most of those products work, including our own commodity futures, um, which does hold oil and a decent part of it in oil, is typically what happens with futures is it's not the contract which is closest to expiry that you own for obvious reasons. In other words, you don't want to suddenly get, you know, a massive head of cattle delivered or, you know, tons of copper delivered to the office. So you're already holding um, a contract that's maybe two months out or three months out Mm. um, in terms of closest to expiry. So what happened in oil, that was the contract that was closest to expiry. And not only that was obviously just days away from, from expiring. That wouldn't have been a contract that we would have held at that mm. time. Um, and clearly now the other funds kind of in the space uh, were holding that, as far as I'm aware, were holding that, that, that contract as well, because you already would have rolled in advance uh, to maintain the exposure through to the next month. Yeah. But nevertheless, it's clearly a scary proposition when you see anything <laughs> exactly. going not just to zero, but below zero. Yeah, no doubt. Well, Will, this has been extremely informative. I really appreciate you taking the time to to break this down and use simple words with me. I appreciate that very much. <laughs> I try, I try. But Will, where uh, where can people learn more about you, more about Granite Shares? And of course, there's the whole list. We talked about Bar, Comb, P, PLTM, Hips, XOut, TSLL, uh, ConL, and others. Where can they learn more about you and your company? The easiest is probably just on our website, which is Granite Shares, just as it sounds, granite like the rock shares.com. Um, so granite shares.com, uh, the best place to find all the product information. And of course, we're very approachable companies. So if anyone's got any questions on any of the products, um, you know, on anything that we do, any of the research, et cetera, um, please just reach out directly to us. Perfect. Well, Will, thank you so much for your time again. Uh, this has been extremely informative, and I definitely learned a lot, and I hope the audience did as well. No problem. Thanks, Chris. Anytime. Thank you. You're very welcome. And thank you guys for tuning in. We'll see you on the next episode. Hey, by the way, don't forget, you need to get the Bullish Power Cheat Sheet. And it's totally free over at 10MinuteStockTrader.com.